Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Tuesday, April 3rd. As always, we are brought to you by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karczewski, joined by my other host, Truman Karczewski. How's it going, guys? And today we are we have a special guest in the studio today, Kansas Superfan and Browns fan, Nate Meyer. What's up, guys? Very happy to be here. Uh, so we wanted to give a shout out to 12 Ounce Sports. This will be our first episode with 12 Ounce Sports. It, it will be, we will be playing on their website every Wednesday and Friday from 12 to 1 Eastern. So we're very excited to be working with them. They're a very fast and up-and-coming company, and we hope this is a start of a very long and prosperous relationship. So we're going to get right into it. We're going to start with a little basketball. As you know, the Final Four was over this weekend. You know, we had the championship game last night. And we have some games. We'll, we'll start with the Final Four games, then we'll lead up to the championship. The first game was Loyola versus Michigan. You know, Loyola looked very good in the first half, um, but they just couldn't outlast Michigan. Yeah, I thought that was a it was an interesting game to watch because I thought the whole time that Loyola was just gonna just gonna kinda falter out and I thought their run was over. But then watching and listening to that game, I was listening to it while I was at work, it was just it just seemed like Loyola never went away in the first half and they actually got up I think by twelve at one point mm-hmm. and um they were shooting the lights out of the ball and I was like, Well, maybe their run continues and it was it would have been so cool to see them beat Michigan and continue their run. But then they just they just couldn't, um, like you said, outlast Michigan and the talent that Michigan had and the chemistry. And then Mo Wagner, they, he's just too good for them. And uh, But that was an overall, that was a really cool game to watch. And um, Loyola is still a very cool story. Yeah, I don't think Loyola should hang their heads. This was, this was a very, you know, fun run to watch. They have a very solid base for this team to work off of and build off of. And I think we're going to be able to watch Loyola grow over the next couple of years. Yeah, I was very impressed with uh, Loyola in that game. Um, their center, I think his name's Cutwig, had a very good game. But he just can't match up against uh, Wagner from Michigan, and I think that's why uh, Mo had such a good game and why Michigan was able to prevail. All right, let's move on to the second game of the night, Kansas versus Villanova. You know, Nate's a Kansas fan. Any thoughts on that game? Uh, yeah, I was born in Kansas, um, big-time Kansas fan. Uh, I've always rocked with them. You know, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, that's my team. But uh, I was very excited. I saw after the Duke game, um, I wasn't as confident as in Kansas as I am usually this year. But after the Duke game, uh, my confidence grew, and I was very excited. And then uh, just, just Villanova, Villanova just was on a tear. This yeah, year. they just got punched in they the face. They were meant to win that championship, I think. I mean, I think 18 threes in that game. Yeah, it's it was just in... they just they just would not miss. They looked like the champion. And I, I picked Kansas. I thought Kansas had the chance. I know we talked about it. Um, I was kind of going with Nate on that one. I, I really had all the confidence in the world that Kansas is going to win. But you just if you shoot the ball that well like Villanova did, you could honestly be any team in the world. <laughs> yeah. And that's obviously led Villanova led to the Villanova-Michigan championship game, which was on last night at 9.30, a late start. I don't really like how they do it so late. But it was a very, it was a good game. Again, Villanova looked like the clear-cut champions. You know, all all tournament they uh, beat teams out by double digits every every single game, and it was obvious that they were the champion of this year. Yeah, watching that game, it was um, early on. Michigan Michigan was playing well. Um, they were they were guarding the Villanova three really well. Their perimeter defense was on fire, and um, I actually thought you know Michigan had a chance. Um, you know, what? Uh, what? Wagner looked good. What's his name? I can't. I can never pronounce his name. We'll just say Wagner. Yeah, Wagner. Wagner. Yeah. Um, but he played really good. He looked dominant really early, um, all over the place. And uh, you know, they had it early on. He stuck his tongue out. I'm sure people saw. You know, it was kind of cool. I thought Michigan really had a chance. And then just um, Villanova just got going, and it was they're just too hard to stop when they get going. Yeah. Um, I knew from the Villanova Kansas game that I had my mindset that Villanova was going to win the championship and I was a little surprised can't or not Kansas Michigan had a good start to that game but it's just I mean Villanova, Villanova was the better talented. team I yeah think Villanova could have beaten any team in the tournament no matter who they played I think yeah. Villanova established themselves as the the favorites I think again next year they're the pinnacle of college basketball Jay Wright this is his second title in three years I think he's the best coach in college basketball because Villanova is not full 
of like five star recruits, big name recruits like a Duke, uh, Kentucky, or now they or, might be. They they that last night in the championships they've won in the past two years. This team they're just gonna get more and more talented. This team is just very well coached. They shoot the lights out of the building. They every single team they play, they play so tough. They just drain threes all again and again. And it's so deep. The bench is so deep. We saw it last night with uh, Dante DiVincenzo, who had 31 points. He had 18 points in 18 minutes. When Brunson, their best player, went to foul trouble, he stepped up and really helped them get, grab this title. Yeah, he was a beast last night, and um, it was just cool to watch. He was making it all over the floor. Um, Brunson, I was kind of mad. I, I, was, I was rooting for Michigan last night, kind of a Big Ten guy. You know, John Teske, he's, he's from our hometown. He plays on Michigan. Um, but... I thought Brunson, you know, he could have got called for a lot more. Um, but obviously, he's still the best player in the country. Um, and when he went down, um, that kid, what's his name? I... DiVincenzo? DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo just stepped up um, and just took over. Honestly, took over that game. And when Michigan got the hot start, he took that down and gave all the momentum back to Villanova. Uh, yeah, I saw something on DiVincenzo where he was the first player in 25 years to score that many points in a championship game. And the other two to do it in the past 25 years were both starters. So it's very surprising that a bench player could make such an impact. Yeah, he made that. He completely changed that game. Yeah, so 79-62 was the score. Able to get Villanova their championship. And I'm, you know, sad to see March Madness come to an end. But Villanova was the clear-cut favorites. And I think they established themselves as the best team in college basketball, no question. So we'll move on now. March Madness is over, sadly. So we're going to go to the NBA. Playoffs are starting up soon. One of the big storylines over the weekend was Vince Carter's uh, and Patrick McCall's uh, Patrick McCall's injury in the game. I think it was, what, Friday night? Yeah, Friday or Saturday. Um, it's, it was a very scary incident. Uh, but luckily, Patrick McCall is okay. He was released from the hospital the other day. It wasn't obviously it wasn't intentional. You know, Vince Carter is probably one of the classiest players in the NBA, and it's just tough to see somebody something like that that wasn't intentional and just. But we're glad that Patrick Call is okay. Yeah, that was uh, that was another scary situation. It seems like basketball you have a lot of those nowadays with those scary come down hard, um, like Gordon Hayward's earlier this year, Paul George's when in the Olympics, um, but. You know, Vince Carter was obviously not intentional. Vince Carter's uh, a great, great person, you know, great basketball player. Um, you know, it was just the interesting, you know, the, the mic up Steve Kerr, um, you know, kind of yelling at Vince Carter, um, which I know, you know, Steve Kerr's obviously probably pissed off. It's in the moment, yeah. Yeah, it's in the moment. Um, Steve Kerr's obviously mad. Um, but, you know, it's just Vince Carter didn't do it um, on purpose. You know, he said sorry. You know, he looked... Just absolutely dreadfully sad after, um, and you know, it was just kind of a scary moment, but we're glad he's okay. Uh, yeah, I just agree with you guys. Vince was, you could tell on his face, immediately he regretted um, getting involved you know, as he was coming down, and uh, Vince isn't one of those thugs. He's never one of those players who gets ejected or gets into fights, so you could tell it wasn't intentional. Yeah. Um, so like I said, playoffs are coming up. I think they start on April 14th, so... You know, we're, we're getting close. Um, I, I think the East, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out. Uh, I think most of the teams are set in both the East and the West. But those uh, standings, you know, one through eight is going to go up and down with the next couple of weeks here. Um, with the East, we got a couple. The couple teams right now, I believe, are going to be in it. You know, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Cavs, the 76ers, the Pacers, the Wizards, the Heat, and the Bucks. So that's going to be interesting to watch, you know, the seeding kind of play out over the next couple of days. Yeah, uh, you got you got a couple of key games for that. Um, obviously, I'm a Bucks fan, so I'm following this pretty, pretty, um, pretty closely. Uh, I want the Celt- I want the Celtics in the first round. Um, that's the team that I wow, prefer. Wow, calling them out. Um, I think right now we're the eight seed, but it's pretty much the Wizards, the Heat, and us. Um, we're all neck and neck between one game or half a game, you know. Um, but those, that's the team I want to see. Um, this is the team I've looked at, and I think the Bucks can beat them. I think they can match up with them in the series. Um, wow. The Raptors would be tough. Um, I believe that who's the three seed right now? Uh, the Cavs, Cavs right now. Right the now. Cavs. So if they the got seventy sixers are right there though. They, so if the Cavs, so if the Bucks got up to that six seed, which would be awesome to see them get up to the six seed. Um, I think they can. Um, you know, obviously Cleveland's tough in the playoffs. That's that would be tough. But if they gave the, if it was a seventy sixers or Bucks. That's obviously a rivalry um, nowadays, so that would be a good series. But some key games to look for: um, the Bucks play the Celtics tonight. Um, that's obviously big. 
every game right now for the Bucks is you gotta win. Um, they had a horrible loss um, against the Nuggets on Saturday, um, where they blew a huge lead. Um, but that's just a huge game to watch. Um, with the Heat, they they have finished the season out playing the Thunder and the Raptors, so that's kind of big because those are obviously losable games for the Heat. And if the Bucks can um, finish the season out strong, they can easily pick up some games on the Heat there. Yeah, we'll move to the West now. With the West, you know, the teams are pretty much set, but the seating is not. It's going to change, I think. Um, you got the uh, the Warriors, the the Rockets, the Blazers, the Spurs, the Thunder, the uh, the Jazz, the Wolves, and the Pelicans are all going, I think, to make the playoffs. The and Pelicans, the- actually, I I don't know yet because. The Nuggets and the Clippers are right behind the Pelicans. Yeah, but the Clippers within don't, a game. You don't believe the Clippers are going to make the playoffs. Uh, yes, they can make the playoffs. Um, I don't. They're between one game with the Pelicans. The Pelicans have some tough games. Um, the Pelicans have to play the Warriors again. Um, they play the Clippers again, so that's obviously a must-win. And then the Nuggets and Clippers play each other again once. So obviously those, I think the eight seed for the East or for the West is kind of um, wide open. It's wide open, really, if you think about it. Um, obviously the Pelicans probably are the favorite because they just have one of the best players in the world right now in Anthony Davis, and he's still playing out of his mind. Um, so I would say the Pelicans are going to make it, but you know that they could definitely lose to the Warriors, and then the Pelicans, um, they play the Clippers again, so the Clippers and Nuggets can definitely pick up some games on them. Yeah, I'm with the Pelicans, I'm wondering where they would be if they still had uh, Cousins, if he didn't face an injury, yeah. because... yeah. You know, the fourth seed is 45 wins, and the eighth seed where the Pelicans stand are 43. So just two games could bump them all the way up. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to think that it's so close down there. Yeah, I think the game to watch is going to be on April 11th when the Pelicans face the Spurs. Two playoff teams. I think it's a good matchup for the Pelicans to kind of see where they stand. And, you know, like you said, losing Cousins was hard, but I think Anthony Davis does make up for that with the way he's been playing. Well, he's just been playing out of his mind, and that's why I think the Pelicans do end up getting that eight seed. Um, and possibly, um, I, I really think I really think that uh, the, the Pelicans are the team to beat, though, in that little, um, in that little race for the eight seed. But it, it'll be interesting to watch. Couple other key games coming up. We are recording on Tuesday, so we won't. You know, if you're listening to this on the 12 Ounce Sports website, it's going to be a little bit behind. But the Raptors and Cavs play tonight. That's going to be a huge game. I think the Cavs can see where they stack up, and the Raptors can see where they stack up if they are that playoff team. You know, last year they're disappointing in the playoffs. And uh, another game coming up was April 7th. The Thunder play the Rockets. I think that's another great opportunity because the Thunder have kind of underperformed this entire year, obviously with that three-headed monster and Carmelo Anthony, Westbrook, and Paul George. (laughs) That's going to be a great opportunity to see how they stack up versus one of the best teams in the league with the Rockets. The best team in the league right now. And then you got April 10th, Boston versus uh, Washington. That's another great game. Two playoff teams that, that could decide play a pretty big factor in the seeding going forward. So we got a lot of big games coming up. This The season is winding down towards the playoffs, but it just keeps getting more and more exciting. Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to the playoffs. I hope the Bucks can definitely continue to on their rise because, you know, they can definitely make some havoc with the best player in the world. Uh, as a Cavs fan, I'm hoping the Cavs um, are going to be able to stay away from the Wizards. Um, that's the one team that usually scares me in the East of all the other teams. I'm not scared about Boston or Toronto, but uh, the Wizards always get me a little nervous, so I'm hoping the Wizards drop out of that sixth seed. You don't want Cavs Milwaukee, do you? Third. I'm fine with Milwaukee, honestly. Yeah, I think yeah. everybody's <laughs> fine with Milwaukee. The way they've well, been you're going to sleep on us, I guess. If you the way they've been playing, us, Milwaukee's not much of a... Much beat, of a beat the scary. Warriors last week. The Cavs. Yeah, the without playoffs. Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. Those Bucks. I'll tell you what. If they get into playoff mode, Giannis gets into playoff mode. Playoff mode. They lost. Nobody's they, they, beating Giannis the Bucks. Giannis hasn't won a playoff Nobody's series. Nobody's beating the Bucks. He ain't had no, never had any help. Now he's got Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe went for 39 the other night. One of the best guards in the NBA. I'll tell you. It says that. Most playoff underrated. mode, but you guys haven't won one playoff series. Most with that. underrated guard in the league is Eric Bledsoe, and that is going to help Giannis out. And I'm telling you what. You give us Cleveland, we got a shot. You give us Boston, we got a shot. And I'll take Toronto as well. But see, if you play Cleveland, I think LeBron takes away Giannis. And I think 
Really? Because really last time have, they played, Giannis really, had 37 points. Well, who won? Who had 37 points? How many points, points did LeBron have? So you said, yeah, how many points did LeBron said, have? You said, Giannis, you said LeBron takes away Giannis. Yeah, but Giannis Le- had LeBron, 37 points. You go LeBron versus Giannis, LeBron's going to play better. He played Giannis better. Can I, don't, drop I, think it's, I think it's honestly a coin flip on who plays better. Le- Giannis yeah. will drop 37 points, but if you have the opposing player, LeBron, dropping 40 and also a triple-double, then 37 yeah, points is a race. He won't do that Who's matching up with Kevin Love? Who's matching up with Kevin Love? Who's matching up with is Kevin Love going to be healthy? Kevin Love came back for that game, and it was his first game back in, I think, almost a month. Then he, he get hit played, in the chin the other night, good. and he'd be out for 10 weeks. <laughs> he lost he the tooth. The he's fine. He lost the tooth. He's exactly. you got to sit back. out because yeah, he lost the tooth. All right, well, we're going to keep watch on that. Uh, we're going to transition into a little football talk, but before that, we just wanted to remind you that our show is still brought to you by D's Home Cuts. D's is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a very low price. For only $7... These home cuts will provide you with a modern haircut and style your hair the way you'd like. Truman and I have been getting our hair cut at these for the last couple months and we have never looked or felt better. Every time you go in the shop, you're going to get a professional cut. They get better every time because Dee's is always upgrading their equipment so he can give you the best haircut possible. You can find Dee's Home Cuts on Twitter and Instagram at Dom's Home Cuts. DM him for an appointment and trust me, you will not be disappointed. Dee's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So the draft's coming up with the NFL. Uh, we're gonna, That's obviously a big storyline. But before that, you know, we had a pretty star-studded draft last year. A lot of great rookies. So we wanted to talk about some, you know, players that we think, you know, rookies last year that are going to really break out this year. Smaller ones and bigger ones. So let's start with Truman on that one. Um, I think there's a lot of players that have um, capability to just absolutely break out in their second year. Um, and there's capabilities for sophomore slumps as well. Um, I think some of the quarterbacks you look at, Trubisky's got some weapons, so that's going to be interesting uh, over there in Chicago. Um, I think Deshaun Watson, that ACL injury, that's something to watch. Um, but he was so impressive last season that you know I don't think it's um, something to watch with Watson though, because like you saw, Robert Griffin was very good in his rookie of the year. Then he tore his ACL. That's oh, true. Wow. That's yeah, that is true. Because Watson, really Watson that. relies a lot on his legs, and if he's not, he can't run. I mean, we'll see what he can do passing. I don't. Yeah, I think he's still very good at passing the ball. I think he's a better passer than Robert Griffin III. But that, I never thought about that. That is something to watch for. Robert Griffin III, though, looks like he just didn't have the body. Um, he's just he looked like a stick. Um, and I don't know though. Um, but the player that I picked out um, for the player that's going to break out, I think Joe Mixon in Cincinnati, the running back. Um, is going to break out. He's a second-round pick last year. He had all the storylines because the off-the-field off issues with um, the girlfriend and stuff like that. Uh, but I just think Jeremy Hill left this season. Um, I think Bernard, he's still a good running back for them. But I think Mixon and Bernard can make a very good one-two combo. Uh, Mixon still had a very good season last year. Um, you know, he had 178 attempts. Um, he just had under uh, 700 rushing yards. Uh, but he had some breakout games that looked really good. Um, when he gets his attempts, you know, in Cleveland, I know it wasn't against a great Cleveland team last year, but, um, <laughs> he, you know, he got 23 attempts. He had 115 yards um, and a touchdown. In the last game of the season against Baltimore, he had 18 um, attempts, and he had just under 100 yards with 96. Um, he's very good out of the backfield. Um, he can catch the ball. He's a good receiver. Um, I think now it clears up. Clears up a little bit of room with Jeremy Hill gone. I mean, he, I think he'll get his opportunities, and I think Joe Mixon can be a very good piece for the Bengals. Uh, my biggest uh, uh, second round, pl- second year player, I would say, would probably be the one getting the most hype, which would be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's going to get that starting spot in Kansas City after the departure of Alex Smith. Um, you could tell the fans and everyone there very excited about that. And uh, if you look at his um, preseason numbers from last year, he had 63%, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. So that's obviously very promising. And I think under a coach like Andy Reid, uh, the offense loaded with weapons, I think Mahomes will put up big numbers in his second year. For me, I have two. I think one of the biggest names is probably Dalvin Cook. He had a, oh, he had a lot of – yeah, he looked <laughs> very promising in his couple of games before he tore his ACL, I think. Yeah, I think that's going to be a huge weapon for the Vikings. But for me, my player, probably someone most people don't know, is Trent Taylor. He's a wide receiver for the 49ers. He was a fifth-round pick last year. (laughs) Fifth-round pick last year out of Louisiana State. 
when Jimmy Garoppolo finally got his start there, he had 200 receiving yards, which was over half of his whole season. He had 400 receiving yards out of the whole season. He was Pro Football Focus's 13th best ranked slot receiver, and a lot of that a lot of that hype came when Jimmy Garoppolo started to. Uh, take over the reins there in uh, San Francisco. He's a very good slot receiver. A lot of people compare him to Julian Edelman, a little more polished Julian Edelman whoa, coming whoa, into the whoa. league. <laughs> He's not, I don't think he will turn into a Julian Edelman, uh, obviously with that system there in New England. But I think he's a player to watch for. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's going to be looking for some weapons, and I think Trent Taylor is somebody he's going to be looking at a lot. That's digging deep. I like that one, though. How about uh, teams close to your guys' hearts? You got anyone on the Packers he thinks going to pull mm-hmm. out a rookie last year? I mean, there's a lot. I, I th- think Josh Jones, Um, he was he played safety. safety. We drafted him in the third round at NC State. Um, Obviously, we let Morgan Burnett go. Uh, Josh Jones came in last year. He seemed like a kind of a chess piece. Um, He could move around, play a lo- little bit in the linebacker in the slot, play safety um, next to HaHa. But I think, you know, he, we saw a lot of him last year because Burnett had injury problems, and he was very promising. Um, and I think this year he's going to compete with Kentrell Bryce um, for the starting safety spot, and I think he could potentially win that and break out as a good safety for us. You got, for me, I would say it's Kevin King. He's their first, well, not first round, second round uh, corner, obviously. He was, he played a couple games last year. He had really a nagging shoulder injury that dated back all the way to college. And he ne- I feel like he's never really shown his full potential because of that shoulder injury. He's going to be thrusted into that starting role because Green Bay secondary is not very strong right now. I think he's somebody that under the leadership of Tremont Williams, who we just brought in, and you got Mike Pettin coming here in a new system. I think Kevin King showed some promise last year, a couple games. He had that shoulder problem. I think he could come in, take over that starting cornerback spot, and play really well. Uh, as a Browns fan, you know, you're hopeful for a lot. Hopefully we just get a win this year. But um, I'm looking forward to see Miles Garrett, of course, big names. Miles Garrett come back. Um, I think he'll do better than he did last year. Obviously he faced some injuries, struggled a little bit with that. Um, I think he's healthy this year. I think he does very well, and I think he owns up to that number one draft pick. Uh, Jabril Peppers, I don't like him. I don't think <laughs> I don't think he's going to do good this year. Last year, didn't do good. Um I'm a big Ohio State fan, so him coming from Michigan, I was, I had to start liking him a little bit, and it was tough. And then halfway through the season, I was like, all right, I don't have to like this dude. He's not good. <laughs> um, you know, he had those little, he had an interception, I think. You know, he would get some nice tackles, but, I mean, the coverage, not good. Tackling, really not there. And I, I don't like I don't like that second-year player. I'm hoping we get rid of him soon. <sighs> he might be. Yeah. Um, so we said a couple t- players that we think are going to break out in their second year. Now we're going to go teams, some teams that surprise teams for next year. For me, it's a team that was very high last year but then got down after their quarterback was injured, the Houston Texans. Uh, they had a lot of injuries last year, and their probably best player, J.J. Watt, you know, Deshaun Watson showed some promise. They were looking really good. And then he got out. He got hurt. They added a couple good pieces to that secondary with the Honey Badger and Tyron Matthew and Colvin, who I think is a very he came from Jack he came from Jacksonville. He's a very underrated player. I really wanted the Packers to get him, but I think he could be this year's AJ Bouye. You know, a guy who was kind of underrated, came into free agency and then just took off once he got that starting role. And you pair J.J. Watt alongside Clowney, who who had never really been on the field at the same time, it seems, when one guy's injured, the other guy's healthy, and then changes up the next year. So I think if you get all these guys on the field healthy, Houston could be a very good team. And they also have, I think, one of the best receivers in the league in DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, for me, um, I think when you look at, and a lot of our viewers, you know, we get a lot of Ohio viewers, so you obviously want to look at the Browns. Um, They had a lot. Um, I don't think they're definitely not going to be 0-16 again, um, but <laughs> but I, I think they actually could um, make some noise, um, and they're, they're a team to watch, but the team that I chose was um, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, a lot of people don't talk about them. They never get the recognition that they should. Um, we got, you know, Phillip Rivers, one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. He's so underrated, um, and, you know, every year he's putting up consistent numbers, but he just never really had the talent around him. And I think he finally does. Um, you look at the secondary, it's one of the best secondaries in the game. Uh, wow. Casey, Casey Hayward is one of the best corners in the game, former Green Bay Packer. Um, 
You look at the run game, Melvin Gordon, Badger from Running Back University, one of the one of the best running one of the better running backs in the game. They got a consistent run game. I think they've improved that offensive line enough around Philip Rivers and their run game to be um, very uh, uh, one of the better offensive lines in the league now. Um, they could they could definitely add some more talent there. Um, but then you have second round pick uh, Forrest Lamp coming back after the injury um, he suffered last season, which will help. And then on receivers, you know you have Keenan Allen, who's always a consistent um, fantasy player. Uh, and then Mike Williams, um, he had the injury last year, the promising rookie. Um, if he comes back healthy, he can be uh, very studly. And then, obviously, they're going to improve during the draft, too. Uh, surprise team for me. Obviously, I'm hoping the Browns can get some wins. I'm thinking that, you know, a good season would be seven seven to eight wins for them. I'd love to see that. That would be awesome for them. Um, and I think it's possible, depending on who they draft. But, uh... Overall, I think the Niners are going to be a pretty big mm-hmm. team this year. Uh, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo, a lot of hype at the end of last season. And I think they could. Uh, they got some weapons, obviously, and I think they're going to break out this year. I think the Rams, Rams were good last year, but I think they're going to... Take that next step. Uh, yeah, much. I mean, their offseason has been insane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of talk about Odell. I don't think it's going to happen, but, I mean, if that it does, it's... absolutely nuts. Rams yeah. are scary. Um, so last week we brought to you we brought you our wide receiver sleepers. We're gonna continue moving down the line with this week, and we're gonna bring you our tight end sleepers. Obviously, tight end position has become you know very, <laughs> very you know valued in this league with players like Rob Gronkowski. So a lot of teams are gonna be looking for that extra weapon to add in this year's draft. We'll start with Truman. Who do you think is gonna be a very good tight end sleeper this year? Um, well, this is definitely a deep draft for tight ends. Um, well, I think they're, they don't get talked about, but I, I think there's a lot of good tight ends in this draft. So I, I think it's a good draft for tight ends. Um, I'm going to kind of go a little bit homer here. Um, I think Troy Fumagalli out of Wisconsin is going to be the best tight end He has end like draft. four fingers, doesn't he? He has nine. Shaquem Griffin has one arm. And you talk him up like he's the next well, greatest I mean, player in the Troy world. So, so Troy Fumagalli, um, I just saw him. I watched him, obviously, all his years here in Wisconsin, at Wisconsin. Um, they never really had consistent quarterback play. It still, it still cripples Wisconsin every time. Um, and we're still waiting for that consistent quarterback. And it just seems like he always performed. Um, he was the number one receiver for uh, Alex Hornerbrook last season. You know, we had guys on the outside like Quintez Cephas and, um, you know, Jazz Peavy, but it just seemed like his go-to safety blanket was always Troy Fumagalli. Um, he was able to catch anything on third and five, third and six in passing situations when we couldn't go back to our reliable run game. It was always the Troy Fumagalli. Um, he had a little bit of injuries last season. He had some shoulder problems. But um, he, came, he came back. Well, then why are you talking about Shaquem Griffin? How did he, how did he lose a yeah. finger? Um, I don't know the story behind that. We'll look it up as you keep talking. Uh, <laughs> it, but obviously, I, I just, you know, I've seen him a lot. Um, and it just seems like he's a consistent safety blanket uh, for, for the Badgers. And I think if he goes to the NFL, I think he'll be a second or third round pick. And I think a team can really use him as a developmental tight end. Uh, my tight end sleeper would be uh, Will Disley out of Washington. Uh, Disley's a big body. Um, he they love Washington used to love used to love them um, him on the offensive line. Uh, he was a good blocker and he liked they liked to use him in the running game, send him in motion for a lead blocking for a sweep stuff like that. Um, he doesn't have the best hands, but he's he'll be a I think he'd be a decent tight end in the NFL. Uh, a team that would uh, work out with him well would probably be the Bengals. Um, you know he'd be mentored a lot there, and I think he'd, I think he'd work out well. Yeah. So a quick update: Troy Fumagalli's finger. He <laughs> didn't. He was not born with a finger. I think it's his index finger. Yeah, it was his index finger. So he's he's used to it, but I mean, I'd rather have a tight end with uh, ten fingers. I'd rather so, have a tight end to make so catches. So moving on with that, uh, my tight end sleeper actually does have ten fingers. Uh, Marcus Ball from Ohio <laughs> State. Another another homer kind of pick. You know, Truman went Wisconsin and I went Ohio State. He is he is uh 6'2, 250 pounds, a bigger guy, but he moves for he moves well for his speed. He ran a 4840. You know, he had the 33-inch vertical, which was the best of all tight ends, which vertical I think is a very important uh stat for tight ends. Um he had five touchdowns last year with JT Barrett, who's you know, has struggled a lot in the past couple of years. So I think somebody that 
goes out there consistently performs, like Truman said, with poor quarterback play, is a very good talent in this draft. He's he's very underrated, I think. He's got a great size. He can block really well. He's a little awkward with his routes, and that's why he's kind of uh, rated lower. But he has really good, reliable hands. And I think he has some pretty, you know, pretty good speed to be running up that seam, catching some balls. So I think he's a very good player to watch for. I think any team that gets him is going to be getting a great value later in the draft. So we're going to move on to some baseball talk opening opening weekend. But before that, we got to remind you that our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping services to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Are you tired of being dragged around by bigger landscaping companies, Nate? Oh, you... <laughs> yes. Jeez. <laughs> I, think, I think we all are pretty tired of that, right, Truman? Yeah, of course. Uh, A's is the best in best in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, trust me. If you use A's, your, your home and your lawn will never look better. Trust A's for all your landscaping needs, and you will never be disappointed. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service, LLC. You grow it, we cut it. So let's talk some baseball. Uh, opening day was the other day. We talked about that in the last show. We got We got... A full weekend of baseball. You know, every team was playing. It's just great to see baseball back out there again on, our, on my TV. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's obviously on your TV, but yeah, it's it's awesome to Jeez. see baseball back. Uh, the Brewers they obviously started really fast, uh, so I'm excited. I'm really high on them. Um, but it's just awesome to see consistent scores going across the screen. And just, you know, fantasy baseball and stuff like that, it's matching up for a fun summer. Uh, yeah, I'm not big on baseball personally, but I am big on the Indians. So when I see the Indians win 6 nothing against the Angels, you know, yeah. I'm into that. So I'm excited for the Indians. I don't know much about other teams, but... Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to shout out I wanted to shout out two players from the Indians game last night. Encarnacion, you know, older Encarnacion. Inside hit, the park. Inside the park home run last night. That just shows his speed yeah. and his athleticism. Off, I'm about to go off on the Brewers. <laughs> and then, so wait, 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 I want to shout out another player, Mike Clevenger, who got the start for the Indians last night. Struck out Mike Trout on three pitches. That's crazy to see a player who's he's in his second year. You know, Truman, Truman didn't even think he's that good. He came out and struck out <laughs> the MVP, the best player in the game, on three pitches last night and held them to no runs in six innings of work. Myself, myself, big Indians guy, but uh, something that was making me nervous, and I'm guessing you are too, is uh, Ramirez. Yeah, he hasn't hasn't had a hit yet. Yet to get a hit, the only player. Uh, for he had the a couple Indians. walks last night, but still, it's it's concerning. Slow start, I'd say for the Indians. He got, he did get robbed though of a Slow home run start. by uh, Ichiro Suzuki. And you know what I'm excited for? I'm excited for the three and one Brewers. I mean, How about played, them? You played the Padres. How so. about them? I think the Padres are a decent team. I think okay, well, then if we're going to talk about them, we got to talk about the 4-0 Pirates. <laughs> Great. They played the Tigers. You played the Padres. The What's Padres the are better than the Tigers. I mean... The Padres have a good team this year. They name, got name, Eric name, Cosmer. Name. They got Eric Cosmer. They've got a better rotation than last year. And you know what the Brewers did? They went out and smacked them. Three games. The new the new acquisition for the Brewers, Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Cain, eight hits in one game combined. They've just been on an absolute tear. <laughs> oh, you look at the man. rotation, it's 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 you know it's been their biggest question, you know, and I'm still have a lot of concerns about it. But the only time you know the only loss we've had is uh, a bad start by Zach Davies. Um, but I'm really excited about the Brewers, and I, I could talk about them, and I know people would just get annoyed, so I'm just Yes, yeah, so we have two undefeated teams in the league, obviously the Pirates and the Nationals, who play the Reds over the weekend. They went against both, you know, two weaker opponents, but we're going to give our overreactions now, you know, over a couple games of play. Everybody's played about four games, so we're going to give our overreactions for the season. And for me, this is one that I don't, I believe Stanton is going to get hurt, but if he stays healthy... I think he is going to get that home run record of 73 home runs in a season. Set wow. by Barry Bonds. Wow. I, well, that's bold. I just can't see it's someone overreaction. hitting that. It's overreaction. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see some. I can't see someone hitting that many home runs in one season. Um, but that that would be absolutely nuts. That would be like one of the coolest records in sports, I think. If he if he got that, it would be so cool to see. Um, 
my overreaction would probably just be looking at like the Pirates or a team like that who started fast. You know, they're going through a rebuild. They played, you know, I, I'm obviously talking about the Padres like they're good. I know the Padres are bad. But like, Thank you. But um, but they're a better team than most people think. No. But you look at the Pirates, they started 4-0. Um, but can they really hold that up? Probably not. They just don't have that much talent. And they're both, they're set for a rebuild um, after they traded Andrew McCutcheon. So, so for someone to say, oh, the Pirates can make some noise, it's, it's not going to happen. Uh, I think the Indians are going to make some noise. Um, I like their rotation. You know, it's it's so good. I mean, you guys have talked about it in previous yeah. episodes. I mean, you just look at it, and it's just... It's, so it's one of the best. I think it's top three in yeah. the MLB, probably. Yeah. Maybe top two. Yeah. You could throw it at that two spot. I don't know about that. Some but, other yeah. storylines from the season so far. I think, you know, Kyle Schwarber, he's hit a couple home runs, I know. But he looks like a really, like, a liability in left field for the Cubs. He, he lost had, some weight, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he lost a lot of weight, and he just, they put him in left field, and he's struggling in left field. I know the opening day, he made a lot of, he made, like, two or three errors, cost him some runs. I think once they go against a better team, instead they play the Marlins, he's going to be a liability over the course of the season. His bat is great, but his defense needs a lot of work. You know, another thing that's struggling right now is the Red Sox bullpen. They haven't done well at all and that's that's going to be a huge thing to watch you know as a, if, if you are a playoff team you need a good bullpen if or you won't go anywhere and another thing that's kind of been popping up is injuries i think injuries are a big concern um you had a lot of star players go out you know some of them didn't even start the season but a lot of them went out over the weekend with you know ian kinsler carlos correa madison Bumgarner, nelson cruz Daniel Murphy, Pat Neshek, and Salvador Perez all are out with injuries right now. And this only been like the first, not even been the first week. So that's a concern to watch over the stretch, long, you know, stretch of this season. So uh, another thing happened over baseball this weekend was Otani got his first start. Um, you know, obviously Otani, Japanese player who can pitch and bat. Um, he's going to DH. He did, de- he did DH opening day. Uh, he only had one hit, but he also struck out once. But it's cool to see him get a hit. Um, you know, a rookie, he wants it's cool. You know, get that off his bat, off his back. You know, that first hit in the league. And then he had his first start against the A's the other day. He had he pitched six innings, six strikeouts. He gave up a couple runs. I know he gave up a home run, but he had 18 swinging strikes, which is more than what Verlander had all of last year in any start. That's very promising to see. I think he's going to be a lot better pitcher than he is a batter. And I think as this, as the season moves along. I think they're going to move him to more of a pitching role. And I think, you know, his batting is okay, but I don't think it's as good as his pitching. Yeah, I think he kind Honestly, Otani going into the season, I think just got so much hype because he could hit and he could pitch, and he wanted to do both um, in the in the MLB. Um, I just think he's a good player, and I think he's, like you said, I think he's going to be a good um, pitcher. But he's going to be a better pitcher than a batter. That, yeah, I think he's. A, I, I think he will be. I think he's going to be a good pitcher, and I think once once he kind of sees that, I think he's going to kind of shy away from you know wanting to be both, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to want to focus on pitching eventually. Plus, you got you know you got Pujols there. He's got that DH spot. I don't think you can take Pujols out of the yeah, lineup. Yeah, he's one of the best DHs. I don't in think. The game. Yeah, I don't think you can take him out of the lineup for Otani, who you know you. He's not maybe in years in, in oh, Pujols is getting um obviously older. Maybe in years in the in future, you know, maybe they're gonna maybe they'll groom him to be the DH, but I think not right now. No. Okay, so that's enough for baseball. We're gonna keep following that obviously as the season rolls along. But uh, now we're gonna transition more into question and answer. We had two questions uh, given to us today. Obviously, send them in through through the DM on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, the first question we got is who do we think is the best is going to have the best <laughs> NFL career in this draft? We'll start with Sherman. This draft, um, I think you look at Saquon Barkley. I have talked him up. I'm obviously in love with Saquon Barkley. I I would do anything for the Packers to end up getting him, even though that's not even a need for the Packers. I just think he is so set up for success anywhere he goes. He's got it all. He's got the package. He's got good size. He's got good speed. I think Saquon Barkley is is ready to be the most impact player in this draft. And I think when you look at him, um, I think he's so he's such as just a safe pick. You know, you go with one of the quarterbacks or you know Calvin Ridley or one of the defensive players. You know, they've got some risks to him. They got some risks to be a bust. I honestly don't see anything about Saquon Barkley that's a risk to be a bust. And I think if you wanted to go for that day one impact starter that's going to make your offense ten times better, you go with Saquon Barkley. Uh. I'm going to go with the guard out of Notre Dame, Quentin, Quentin Nelson. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, I think he's the safest pick in this draft, honestly. 
Um, I think he's going to fit right in wherever he goes. He's going to start. He's going to play well. He's not going to give up too many sacks. He's not going to have um, any trouble with that. Uh, he's very strong. He had 35 reps for the uh, bench press. That's insane. Um, vertical jump of 26, broad jump of 105. Three cone drill, 7.65 seconds. You know, he's quick. He's quick on his feet. And, you know, I think he's going to play very well. Mm-hmm. For me, it's Bradley Chubb. He's the uh, top five projected draft pick. He's a very good pass rusher out of North Carolina State. He had 25 sacks over his four years at North Carolina State. He has, He's so big. He I think he is uh, He's 6'4". He's about 275 pounds, you know, that's, but he moves so quickly. He had a uh, 4.6 40-yard dash, which is crazy, at 275 pounds. Um, he's a guy that you stick on the outside, and he's just going to get you constantly 10 sacks every single year or even more. He's a player that if you just plug into that defense line, it's going to make you instantly better. And he's somebody that is going to make an impact in this league for many years to come. So another uh, question we got is who? What is our favorite uniforms out of the three professional sports? You know, MLB, NFL, and NBA. So what is our? We'll go. We'll go NFL first. For me, it's the Chargers powder blue uniform. I love them. I I think they're very cool looking. Obviously, Ladainian Tomlinson when he was wearing it, it was probably the height of those jerseys. I think they're very cool, and I like the oh, color. Oh, with a darked out visor. I mean, oh that's yeah, those. Yeah. I love that look. <sighs> Uh, I don't want to be biased. I obviously love the Packers <laughs> uniforms. Um, so I, I'll go different because people are just going to hate on me for that. Um, I like, I honestly like the Cardinals when they wear their black jerseys. Yeah. I think that's sweet. Nice. I think the red and black look, that looks pretty sweet. Um, their logo, I, I, I like their logo too. But I like their uniforms overall, honestly. But when the Cardinals wear their black jerseys, I really like that. Uh, football, I like... You know, Color Rush, I love how they uh, implemented that into the mm-hmm. league on Thursday nights. I think it's really cool. Uh, my favorite Color Rush would probably be, uh, I like the Seahawks. I like the. <laughs> I like that. I mean, it's just cool. It's something you don't usually see. It's just something interesting. I also like I also like the teams when they do the all-white Color Rush. I yeah. think that looks clean and very icy. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Green Bay. Um, so then we'll go to uh, MLB. Uh, for me, it's the Pirates. They they have that yellow throwback. I think those that's very cool looking, like very clean, very fresh, and I think it looks cool on my screen, <laughs> on your TV. Uh, <laughs> I this one I am gonna be biased. The Brewers. Um, Puke. their new logo. Jeez. Yeah, I yeah. love it, but their old logo with those powder blue and yellow jerseys. They're the best uniform in sports history. Um, the, you know, the yeah, 1980s Brewers, 1970 Brewers. You know, people will say it honestly too. I, I that that logo and those uniforms were just so cool, and I love their nowadays uniforms too. But the, that that powder blue look that the Brewers um, had back in the old days is just the, the coolest looking sports. Um, I like the classic Yankees pinstripe. I think yeah, that's you got always, That's always got to be on there. You know, there. that's when you think baseball, I feel like you think Yankees, and, you know, those jerseys come to mind. Yeah. Um, I like, I don't, I would go with the Indians, but I like Chief Wahoo, and without him there, it's just interesting. I don't want to get into that, of course, but. Yeah, you want to start it's just something. <laughs> it's just something, you know, teams are, people are going to miss without the Chief Wahoo. Yeah, then we'll go basketball. Nike took over this year, so everybody's pretty much got new uniforms. For me, I think the Pacers have a really nice look. Again, you think classic uniforms, you know, that yellow and blue, you know, that's classic NBA. And I like what they did this year with, like, the circle logo, and I think it looks really cool. Um, yeah, obviously I could talk about the Bucks cream uniforms oh all day, um, but I'm not because people are just going to be annoyed. Not uh, a Bucks fan, but I do I do appreciate those jerseys. Those cream like uniforms those are jerseys. sweet. Um, if I had to go with one, I, I love the Cavs new uniforms, um, puke a little bit cause it's the Cavs, but I, I like the colors that they have, you know, the red and the, the white and gold. Um, and then their gray, uh, the land jerseys. I like those. I also, this is kind of weird. I don't know why, because it's not that special, but not the Miami heat, not their new one. But I just like the heat uniforms overall. I don't know. I like their logo, and I like when they wear all red or all black. Um, I just always like the heat uniforms. Uh, for myself, I do like the new Nike uniforms. All teams, you know, there's not mm-hmm. really any I don't, you know, personally like. I like, obviously, Nike struggled. You know, jerseys were ripping early yeah. in the season yeah. and stuff, but they got that all sorted out and stuff. 
But uh, a jersey I like basketball. Um, old time little throwback Vince Carter on the Raptors. You know, oh yeah. The oh, dinosaur yeah. Oh, purple. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Those are really cool. You know, a lot of people say Barney or whatever, but no, I, I think those are cool jerseys. Yeah. So keep sending your questions in. Uh, we're gonna answer your questions each every single episode. You can DM us on Twitter. Now we're going to get into a little bit of an interview here with Nate, our guest. Um, so tell us about your sports background, your experience in sports. Uh, yeah, I played football my whole life. I started playing when I was, I think, I want to say four or five years old. Um, played flag football, of course, and then I've just grown up with it. I played, you know, I started tackle when I was in maybe second or third grade. Played played for my middle school team, played for my high school team with both of you, obviously. Yeah. That's how we all met. Um <laughs> And then basketball, I started playing basketball, I think, in, like, fourth grade. Um, I didn't really know how good I was at basketball, and then I, f- I figured out I was actually somewhat decent at basketball. Um, I played for my middle school. I made the team both years. I didn't try out in high school just because I wanted to focus more on football to be, you know, really tough if I did make the basketball team. Um, but I played for my rec, my rec league, of course. <laughs> A lot of fun doing that. Pers- we just lost in the championship this year, so... Oh, sorry for struggling with that but yeah but uh yeah i've just been i've grown up around sports so um those are the mo- two main sports i've played yeah so like you said we we were all played center at uh Madonna high school backup backup center you know we uh currently we're, starting right now well, yeah he's but, uh, starting when we were last year when i was a my, uh, yeah, friend right here yeah. Truman. <laughs> when i was a senior and uh truman was a junior and it was a sophomore year we were the backups you know we ran that scout team pretty tough yeah, and, a little uh, third string fourth string fifth string yeah hey, nothing like the scout team yeah, we, we ran that scout team pretty tough we got that team better um, <laughs> true playoffs. Thing. Yeah, we, we went to the playoffs because of us, but no big deal. Scout team. Um, so tell us about some of your favorite teams. Um, so like I said earlier, I was born in Kansas, so my family all grew up and was born in Ohio, so they don't have really any tie to Kansas other than living there for the few years we did. We moved back to Ohio when I was, I think three, three years old. So I just I like Kansas, the Jayhawks. Um. I enjoy the Wildcats, you know, Kansas State, you know, the Kansas-Kansas State rivalry, but, you know, it's obviously not that intense for me, but I like both teams. And then grew up grew up in Ohio, so I'm a big-time Browns fan. My dad's a big-time Browns fan. Uh, no matter how bad they are, you know, they'll always be my favorite team. I don't like the people who are like, oh, Browns suck. I like this team now. So uh, Ohio State, big, big on Ohio State, love them. Indians and then Cavaliers. Um, Redskins are a team in the NFL that I do enjoy watching. I, uh, when I first started playing tackle football, I played for a, a team, you know, they named teams after NFL teams. I played for the Redskins, so I started watching them when I was little, and I just got into them, you know, not as big as the Browns, but I do enjoy watching them, too. So you mentioned, you know, Kansas. What, just tell us some of your thoughts during that game versus Villanova. Um, I think there was one point it was 22-4. to 4. I mean, <laughs> I was sitting there. I sit on my couch. I was just drinking water. I was just in shock. Like I could not believe that this team that I was watching all season just dominate, yeah. <laughs> torn apart. Yeah, they were just torn. It was just. It was honestly sad. I didn't watch the whole game. It's. I've watched. I watched every big game Kansas had this year, all the way through. Standing in front of my TV in my living room, yelling, jumping. But I mean, this game I just couldn't that watch. That definitely it kept just, you on your couch. It made me. Made me feel sick. I went up to my room and just yeah that played Fortnite that Kansas game yeah, that Kansas Villanova game that lost me in my bracket versus Truman. Truman won. I lost. <laughs> he so. even beat Nate. Uh, <laughs> he even beat Nate in our little bracket and study hall. So well, I had Kansas all the way. So <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Um, so you mentioned again Browns. Uh, are you pleased with how their off season's been going out so far? I am. Uh, Browns were obviously the big name right away. They made a lot of moves before free agency even started, and then they kind of faded away, but. I still think the Browns did very good with who they signed and obviously what went on in free agency. So I'm I'm excited for the season. What do you who do you think they should draft in this sub draft? Um, you know, many people are saying Barkley first overall. You know, don't risk trying to get him at four, but I want Darnold. Um, I want Darnold first overall. I think he's gonna be. I think he's one of the most NFL ready quarterbacks in the draft. I think he is the most NFL ready quarterback in the draft this year. And um, obviously Josh Rosen making statements about how he doesn't want to go to the Browns. Uh, Darnold's pro day, a lot of people talked about, you know, oh, it was in the rain, you know, Cleveland, of course, it's chances for weather like that. It was impressive. I know you 
it's at all whatever it's in the rain who cares but i mean <laughs> it's impressive i think really he played very well in his pro day um and i think he'd get uh mentored very well by of course taylor and uh stanton right yeah. so i think he would you know sit one year two years maybe and i think he'll eventually be possibly the future of the franchise so you mentioned earlier, you know, you're you're gonna be pleased with six, seven wins. Is that that's what you're thinking right now, coming into the season? Uh yeah. I would be I'd be pleased with six, seven wins. Um I'm hoping they could at least get to four. Um, <laughs> you know, at most I think if they have a very good season it'll be uh maybe eight wins, maybe eight and eight. But um you know, they have the I think it's the third hardest schedule this year, you know. Yeah, they were tough. Last year they were um they had that too so i mean you know as long Never as we get one though as long yeah. as we yeah, get one though we thought they went a couple games last year <laughs> yeah. it's just uh i was hopeful for last year i'm hopeful every year but um so who's your favorite athlete of all time ah uh, favorite athlete of all time that's a really tough question for me um i'd have to go you know i'm a big football guy you know football is my whole life but when i think favorite athlete of all time I go more towards uh, the Cavs. So, not LeBron so, James. Okay. I'm not going to say LeBron. Because <laughs> he's not my favorite athlete of all time. I mean, when he left Cleveland, I was I was, I mean, I was, was mean, crying. I think I was eight or nine years old. I mean, I went up, I ripped down a poster, I threw it on the ground. Like That maybe ruined why he's not my favorite athlete of all time. But, I mean, if you're a Cavs fan, you'll know who Zadrunas Ilgowskis is. Yeah. Um, I grew Z. up watching him. I liked LeBron, but Big Z always... He would get that ball in the corner. He'd throw up corner three. He'd go right oh, in. Oh yeah, it's I just so that. exciting to see a seven foot guy, you know, move like that and throw up threes and dunk. And it was just, I mean, I just always followed him. I got a jersey of his hanging up in my room. Um, I went to his retirement night when they played. I mean, it's just very cool to see him. Also, someone I liked uh, growing up was uh, Pronk Travis Hafner. Yeah. Um, I mean, he would come up to the plate and hit a home run every game. I mean, it was just something you don't really see he's one of those power hitters i mean he was a strikeout home run guy but i just love the pronk bars the chocolate bars i mean <laughs> there was a lot of hype about him and i i have his jersey as well so so you mentioned your favorite athletes what's your favorite sports memory of all time um it'd probably be Cavs game seven you know i was at a uh, sports bar with my family and also um our neighbors and i mean watching that game I mean, I just remember watching LeBron go up and get that block. I mean, the the restaurant erupted. It was insane. Everyone was, no one was sitting down. Everyone was jumping up, cheering. Kyrie hit that shot. I mean, it's just something you don't forget. I have a video on my phone when LeBron's shooting the free throws at the end of the game and everyone's chanting MVP in the restaurant. Uh, It was just so cool to see. And I mean, I watched my own parents like cry because (laughs) Cleveland won a championship. And it's just something, you know, Yeah. 52 years. Very exciting. Yeah. So we'd like to again thank thank you, Nate, for coming on today. Thank you guys for having me. Um, we want to again thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's. We ask that you go onto iTunes, give us five stars, rate and review us, and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TNT Sports Talk One Two. Uh, we again we want to thank you to Twelve Ounce for giving us this opportunity. They're again a very you know up and grow up and coming company, and we are a very up and coming podcast. We like to believe. And, you know, we started this thing about a month ago, and to be on a sports site like 12 Ounce Sports is very cool to see. Um, we've been, you know, this whole experience has been really cool. You know, we started as just a hobby, but we're glad to, you know, finally be moving up in the world. Um, we want to again thank you, our guest, Nate. Uh, tune in Thursday as, you know, the Masters are coming up, one of the biggest golf tournaments of the year. We're going to have uh, Cole Stafford on. He's, he's a big golf guy. He's going to talk some golf with us and help us break down the Masters. Um, so tune in on Thursday, tune in tomorrow and Friday on 12 ounce sports and listen to our uh, show. It's going to be played live on their website and they are on tune in radio from 12 to 1 PM Eastern. And, uh, so tune in on that, or you can just keep listening to us on iTunes or, you know, Twitter, wherever else you listen to it. So that's our show. We want to thank you and have a great day. Thank you. Go Packers. Go Browns.